And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby. Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, retired Master Sergeant Tony. So I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it's the visual or whether it's the audio folks. So I definitely appreciate the support and everything as this channel continues to grow. Today is the 9th of November, 2021, and I'm glad that you are here on this Tuesday. I hope this Tuesday is better than your Monday in subsequent days continue to elevate and do all the things necessary to achieve your own personal greatness. All right. Today on my opening remarks, you know, I kind of want to piggyback off what we talked about yesterday with uh, six ways to self care. I thought that was very informative and uh, something, some lessons that you can apply that we all can apply in our life. And so this morning I was looking on Instagram, right? And it's a doctor. I want to make sure, that I say her name properly. Dr. Lucy Chen. She is a board certified dermatologist. And I guess she was on a panel, a skincare panel, if you will, a couple of days ago. And they was talking about the frequency that humans should shower. And some of the conversation led to how much gallons of water that we're wasting. We're trying to preserve water and all that. So, her topic was a, a person should only shower two, two to three times a week. And uh, she was asked why. So I want to make sure I quote this properly. Uh, this is a direct quote from her, her answer. When asked why should only humans shower two to three times a week, she stated showering every day may be bad for your skin because it can remove essential oils and dry out your skin. Dryness can lead to eczema, or skin inflammation or make your skin red and itchy. Again, this is a direct quote from Dr. Lucy Chen. She is a board certified dermatologist. I would tell you in my own opinion, I believe that in order to have a productive day or just to be productive, there's certain prerequisites that you have to do. Let's start with the mornings, making a bed, uh, meditating, prayer, but one of the key essential things that you should do in the mornings is take a shower. For one, it's good hygiene because you you, real, you don't realize how much you sweat throughout the night. Um, and two, because it wakes you up. It kind of stirs the pot, if you will. Um, no matter the weather outside, you get in that hot shower. And we talked about yesterday about going on runs and walks and it kind of clears your head. You can formulate your strategies for the next day. I will tell you, um, Getting in the shower, you will be able to think about things throughout your day, whether it's work or whatever it is, whatever the situation it is, paying bills or going to the store. You realize you don't realize how much you think and talk to yourself in the shower. It's, it's the ultimate think tank. It is. It really is. You can sit there. A lot of people say, oh, he's they singing in the shower. 
other than singing, which I'm pretty sure some of y'all are great at singing. Um, when you in the shower and you're thinking you can formulate so many strategies and, and apply some of the things to your life and someone else's life. It's been so many times I've thought about things that made life decisions while taking the shower. Right. And then that's in the morning to kind of wake you up and kind of get you going, put you in a good mood. And then when you come home from your work day, no matter your occupation, now you want to clean all that work day stress off. You want to clean all that work day negativity off and just be clean. So with her saying that, again, I respect her position. She's a doctor. She's went to school, you know, 10 plus years probably just to, to get her degree or whatnot to be certified as a doctor. But you're not going to tell me that two to three times a week is going to work. And then she's talking about what well, the more you shower, uh, you'll lose your essential oils. That's why they make moisturizer. That's why they make lotion. That's why they make baby oil. So you can find things to replace some of the oils that you lost in the shower. I tell you, it was times in the military. I had soldiers sometimes, man, them dudes didn't want to take showers to save their life. Look, man, you ain't going to be around me smelling like machine gun funk. Go get freaking clean. Now in the military, I only can speak for the military folks. There are times where we can't take showers due to austere conditions, Spartan like conditions, unimproved conditions. Get it. Got it. Understood. But there are ways to ensure that you, you know, do the appropriate things necessary to be clean baby wipes or what have you. Right? So unless you're in a situation where showers are re not readily available, if you live in a house and you just, you know, people are not taking showers based upon what the doctor said, Hey man, to each his own. I'm, I'm just here to spread information, right? Good information, quality information. And that right there, I totally disagree with that. Again, I'm speaking of from personal experience. I think it's better when you, you take that one in the morning, kind of recalibrate your mind, set the conditions for the day, which is very important. And then when you come home, it's almost like you're getting ready to start the next chapter of your evening. What you want to do, you want to get clean. You want to get fresh. You want to smell good. All that's a part of self-care. All that personal hygiene is all part of self-care, right? So again, I just thought that was kind of interesting that we could talk about on a opening remarks where this doctor, you know, talking about people should only shower two or three times a day. And then she was like, well, and also we waste 300 gallons of water a day with shower. Okay. Well, you can multiply that because I waste water all day. I like to be clean. <laughs> Bump that man. Forget that. So you can listen to doctors. If a doctor's telling you how to uh, lower your heart rate, lower your cholesterol, lower your blood pressure, dock them all in. Tell me what I need to do. However, I ain't listening to no doctor telling me how much I should shower. I will get clean twice and even more times a day. Let me do me and you do you. <laughs> all right. So appreciate it. Again, so I'm going ahead and transition to talking on a Tuesday. And I'm going to talk about the reason why I started this podcast. Some of the things I've bought, bought <laughs> some of the things I've bought uh, for this podcast to facilitate this message and the reasons why and what's the end state, what's my intent. So I'll talk about those, those things on a talking on the Tuesday. You, again, you're joining me on the 9th of November, 2021. Our next segment is talking on the Tuesday, 
the reasons why I started this podcast. Stay tuned, stay locked. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. Glad you are here with me. And more importantly, I am glad to be here with you. All right, so in my opening remarks, I already set the table for what I was going to talk about today on talking on a Tuesday. Um, so I'm going to talk about the reasons why I started this podcast, Nomad Cast, right? Four reasons why I started this podcast, and it could be many more reasons why. I just wanted to pick four. I thought these was probably the most important. These were the ones that uh, definitely aligned with my thought process when I started doing this. Um, and I just looked at a way to how can I, I've been influenced so much throughout the years, negative and positive. How can I be that influence where I could tell the negative stories? I could tell the negative, the positive stories, have them kind of intertwine and to come up with uh, a life lesson. And I think that's what we all want because, you know, we all want to go through life not facing adversity and not being challenged and all that and facing the negatives. But that's the only way we're going to grow. And I knew that something I want to do my post army career, I knew I needed something that was going to help me grow and try to, I guess, grow in a different lane, if you will. So let's go ahead and get started. So four reasons why I started this podcast. So I, again, I broke them down into four reasons. Could be many more. The first reason is post retirement opportunity. My second one is skill development. The third reason why telling the story. And the fourth one is to challenge myself, right? So let's start with the very first one, post-retirement opportunity. So I looked at many different things I want to do post-Army career. Now I retire, I've been retired almost, well, a little over a year. And I will tell you the first few months of retirement, like I stated in previous Nomad Cast, um, it was a challenge, a mental challenge, a physical challenge. Not, you know, having that regimented daily activity like I was so used to for so many years. At the time, my son was still uh, doing what they called the NTI, the non-traditional instruction with school, you know, due to the COVID and everything. So I was engaged in that. And I probably was a little too engaged because I was trying to construct it like I would construct like daily briefings and commanding staffs and all this other stuff. And it was like, dude just going to school, you know, so I kind of integrated myself probably a little bit too much. So I had to kind of peel back a little bit because I was still in master sergeant mode. You know, I want things this way, this way. And why are you using Google docs? You should use freaking PowerPoint and all this. Right. But I knew I needed an opportunity. I needed something to do. You know, I got to the point where, you know, I would uh, pressure wash the garage after I retired just, just to be doing something. I would do it like two or three times a day. And I'm like, you know what? I have to, I need to do something else. What do I want to do? I've always been fascinated with people to be able to convey a message through a microphone, tell their story through a microphone. And at the time I didn't have a microphone. I didn't know how to set none of this stuff up. Um, 
So I looked at that as, you know what? I think this may be something I want to do. And so I had retired in November and I didn't really start putting this into play until probably the summertime when I really started thinking about, okay, if I was to do a podcast, how would it work? How would I source everything to ensure I facilitated a proper message? More importantly, I needed to do something to kind of keep to keep my mind going. Because, you know, I go to the VA and they talk about, you know, veterans, a lot of uh, m the reasons why a lot of veterans uh, end up in, you know, I want to say bad conditions is because they're not doing anything, not doing anything to, to help their mind grow. They kind of just stagnated. Oh, I served all these years. I'm just going to sit. And I probably did that for a little bit, kind of just, you know, outside of helping my son, you know, with school and doing a regular, you know, husband and dad and household stuff. I kind of was just chilling. You know, I kind of sat around a gang weight and I worked out a little bit, but I wasn't doing anything to really challenge me. Right. And I knew post retirement, I didn't have a desire or I don't do not have the desire to work, to seek employment. So I need to do something that's going to keep me happy, keep me invigorated, keep me mentally stimulated by doing something. Cause I'm type, I'm one of the type of guys. I'm a regimented individual. I like doing things at a certain time. I expect production. I expect hard work and I want, I want to do that, but how can I do that when I don't have a formation? Well, I, don't, I can't talk to soldiers. Um, I can't go to training meetings. I can't go to command and staffs. I can't go to uh, concept of support briefs. I can't prepare briefs. I can't prepare slides. What I, what am I going to do to help me, you know, to help with this facilitate with this regimented mindset that I want to facilitate daily. And the, the very things I complained about in the military is the, the, the things that I missed in the military. Like I mentioned the briefings and, all these different things. So I say, you know what? Let me start this, this podcast. And I have to figure out what is my intent for this podcast? Who am I trying to reach? Why is it important? Does anybody care? Does anybody even want to listen? And I knew that post retirement, I knew a lot of my military relationships would go to the wayside. They talk about this when you go through your transition when you're getting ready to retire, they say, you know, you had this impact with all these soldiers and all these seniors and all these peers and subordinates and everybody. But then once you retire, those relationships go away. And I kind of understand, I didn't think about it then. Cause I'm like, man, I've had influence on people and I've helped people, you know, change their lives and been a great mentor to people. I've been a mentee, you know, I've, I've took instruction. I've given instruction. No. Nah. These, these friendships are going to stay forever. But I noticed since I've been retired, a lot of that is true. And again, people live in an active duty life and you live in a retired life. It's the same, same instance when I was still active duty and a lot of my peers, a lot of my uh, seniors retired or they got out the military. Yeah. You could talk about, oh man, you know, if you need anything, you know, I'm here with you, da, da, da. But then once you retire or once you get out the military, those relationships, and it's not due to anybody's fault. It's just kind of the way it is. And it's kind of one of the things you got to kind of be in it to understand what I'm saying. But a lot of those relationships do kind of just go away. 
Because people, you know, they got their own task. They got their own mission. They got their own thing. And you're not part of that circle in terms of, you know, influencing. And I still people that can hit you up every now and then, ask a question, a life question, or kind of reminisce about the good old days. But you will find that a lot of those relationships do kind of kind of go away a little bit because you're not part of that circle. You're not, you know, in those formations with them talking about life and all that. So I want to find a way I can still capture some of those conversations, still capture some of those, those, those negatives, capture some of those positives in a way where I knew I wasn't, wouldn't be impeding on anybody's time. So I say, you know what? Let me just start a podcast. Let me just do this. And I can kind of get into the point where I'm telling the story and I'm doing these different things, but the key is, is anybody going to listen? And that's, a, and that's a challenge as well, because again, a lot of those relationships are gone. So now I had to realize, okay, post-retirement, which means I'm not in the army no more, right? I'm retired. I got my own little thing going on and the active duty got their own thing. What do, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm being satisfied as a person throughout the day, taking care of a house, taking care of the family and still doing things that I want to do in life. And so when I really just sat down and say, you know what, I'm going to start this podcast. And I, this is something I think for one is going to provide me that therapy I need. Cause I talk to my VA folks all the time and they say, you know, find something that you can kind of grab onto and don't let it go. And so this is the first time I will tell you in a year where I feel like, you know what, this is something that I'm enjoying doing, you know, it's give, it's providing me that regimented lifestyle. You know, I do my, my, uh, research in the morning before I start, even before I hit the record button, I, I look at everything I'm going to talk about. I already got my schedule planned out for the week. And what I'm talking about on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? I already come up with my my cast segments, my title cards. So it's still allowing me to be able to plan, prepare, and execute the way I did in the Army, but not to the stress of in the Army because now I don't have to worry about planning the exercise, planning a, a, a battlefield. I don't have to plan on none of these major life-altering, military life-altering events. Now it's just I come down to my man cave. I'm in, inside my office. It's a safe, secure environment and I can just work. And then if I record in the morning, I can upload in the morning or I can record in the afternoon, upload in the evening. There's no time on target. I'm setting my own conditions, if you will. So this has been the perfect post-retirement opportunity. It took a little bit, took a little while to kind of, you know, get on this bike and say, you know what, this is something I want to do, but I'm glad I'm doing it. And I've said this on podcasts previous to this. This is my therapy. This is a way for me. Essentially, I'm the only one in my house because my wife is at work. My kids are uh, working school. So I'm in this house and I'm pretty much just talking <laughs> for what? 30, 40 minutes a day. Then I'm doing my editing and all that other stuff. But essentially, I'm in the house just talking. Right. And it has been so therapeutic because there's so many ideas that's up in this brain housing group. So many stories in this brain housing group that I haven't told that I'm ready to get out again. 
this is this is my therapy i'm i'm loving it this is a, a journey you know that i want to continue to move on so i'm excited so i think that's um that kind of sums up number one my post retirement opportunity being able to for 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided exceptional care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to give children and healthcare heroes a reason to believe this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. Do something that stimulated, stimulated me organically. And I feel great about that because it's allowing me to have that regimented schedule. And it's something I love doing. And anytime I'm off, I'm off my schedule. Now my PTSD starts kicking in and why isn't it working like this? And it should be this way. And now I have total control over everything. I don't have to worry about planning an operation. And I still got to worry about 15 people executing this and 30 people executing this and making sure this is done. That they do this. It's all me. Now I can touch everything without the stress of worrying about is someone else, you know, doing their part. So this has been a perfect post retirement opportunity. Uh, my second one is skill development. Now for years, you know, in, in the military, especially when you get up in the senior ranks, the NCO ranks, you know, you gotta, you have to have the ability and the capability to speak in front of large groups of people. And a lot of times you're speaking in front of people that know more than you which can be a challenge because now you can't wiggle your way out of something. Cause there's always somebody want to call you out. So one thing I, I will say about the military, I've, I've never been a shy person. I've always been vocal with my courts. So I never had a problem speaking in public. Um, but I knew I needed to enhance my skills speaking through a microphone. And it's still, it's different. Because when you speak in front of a formation, you got two, 300 people and they listen to your every word. They're trying, they're going to action your every word. And here, you know, I tell people, Hey, subscribe, click the link. And it's like, you know, all right, <laughs> it's just different. So it's, it's really me understanding what it's like to speak. And sometimes it's like, it's not being heard. I know it's being heard. But I'm just speaking from a military standpoint where you speak, I need you to execute and it's done. And here you say, Hey, I need you to like, and subscribe and people are like, all right, on to the next video. So that's a challenge in itself. Right. But the biggest thing about the skill development is teaching me things that I didn't know the backstory, I guess the background of recording a podcast. Cause a lot of people, for the people that don't do this, they think it's just hit record. Well, it's a, it's a lot to it. You know, you're planning your notes. So that's, you know, I got arc, all these stories I have archived in my brain. I'm putting it to paper because all my show notes, I keep a notebook on all my show notes, everything that I'm going to talk about each day down to the letter. Right. And I go over my show notes a night prior to the show and also the day up. So that's developing a skill, right? that I didn't know I had in the civilian terms because everything I'm writing down, I'm trying to capture every word, every paragraph, trying to capture it via a microphone by telling the story, by giving a life lesson, right? Doing a review or whatever I'm talking about. Now, when, as it relates to skills, being able to 
talk on this microphone? What angle should I sit at the microphone? Should I sit in front of the microphone? Right. All those things I'm still learning. And it's all the things I've always wanted to do because it's a different skill set than just I'm going to talk like this all day long. Now, it's a certain skill that, you know, I look at all the so-called experts on YouTube. I won't say the so-called experts, but the folks on YouTube. And I look at how they sit, how they conduct, how is their lighting. Now, I've gotten to the point where I bought studio, um, studio lights, softbox lights, as they call them. And I'm learning how to set up a studio to get the proper lighting with the editing piece. I didn't, I, for years, I didn't know how people could make videos and have overlays spread across the video. I'm like, how are they doing this? How they can go from one scene to another. So I find myself, I've downloaded all these editing tools and now I'm learning how to edit because I edit my own stuff. You know, a lot of people can uh, make recordings and they send it to a, a offsite, a third party company and they do all the editing. I do all the editing myself. So that's a skill that I'm developing that I didn't even know was a part of it. Yeah. I knew, you know, you edit stuff, but I didn't know it was going to be this much. So, you know, I'm doing the editing making sure my color grade is right. Making sure the sound, the audio I've went through four microphones before I, I purchased this one. This is the sheer MV seven, which is like one of the top of the line microphones, right? I know you have your Yetis and all those, but I knew this was going to enhance my product. If I had a product that people know about using the Logitech, the webcam, eventually I'm going to migrate and go to an actual DSLR camera, which I have one, but now using this camera, I'm learning how to take photos and how to make videos. And eventually I'm going to start using this, but again, this is, it's all about my skills. How am I developing these skills? All the skills I had in the military, I can apply some of those to this podcast. Again, just going back to the editing, I don't know, you know, you can make the transitions and then doing your vignettes and how should the screen look and making the transitions and you can put stuff on the daggone uh, track and, you know, split the track and trim the track. And I didn't know any of that stuff. So I'm just like fascinated by the editing piece. And it can be very frustrating, especially when I use sometimes Adobe, I just keep locking up. So I have other ones I use like shortcut. I use Adobe. I use windows. Um, it's a couple other ones I use, but that's a skill that I'm, I'm growing in. I'm no expert, trust and believe, but I, I find it is more to it than just hitting the record. Right. And that's a skill that I'm learning and that I'm growing and I'm very excited what the future is going to bring. So I know that's kind of elongated, but I think the, the second reason, like I talk about skill development, I'm developing the skill to be able to communicate my message through a microphone versus communicating my message in front of a large audience. Cause I have control over that audience. Cause I can see that audience. I can see that person that soldier getting mad. Cause I'm telling them we got formation at two in the morning or whatever it is here. I can't see the results. I can't see the emotions. I can't see the satisfaction. I can't see the, why is he talking about that? So that's a skill where I'm learning mentally how to be able to read people without seeing people. The third one is telling a story. I've always, I've been blessed. I will say with the ability to tell a story. I love stories and I love hearing stories from people. 
And I talked about this on a few podcasts ago. When I was younger, I used to put my head up, my ear up to the radio and listen to people just talking. I've always been fascinated with people talking, especially with something I'm, I'm very interested in. And to be able to tell my story from a knucklehead growing up in Detroit, going to uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, going to the Marines, you know, getting married, having children, going to the army, doing all these things, getting degrees and making it uh, up through the ranks and all that. And then culminating with a retirement. There's so many stories that I have. And even like through my house throughout the day, I just tell a story and my kids like, Oh God, here go another one. But I've always found it fascinating with storytelling. I've always been fascinated with storytellers that can, that can keep you engaged to keep you listening, to keep it, keep yourself focused on what they're talking about. Cause that's a hard thing to do is to keep someone engaged. Cause a lot of times people don't really want to hear your story. Cause you telling it from your lens, you telling it from your angle. And so what I try to do with my storytelling, a lot of people ha wasn't there when all this was going on. Um, but I still try to tell it where you can, you, you feel like you were there. If that makes sense. It's almost like when you read an autobiography, like you just say, if I read a Colin Powell autobiography, I wasn't there when he was going through his trials and tribulations, you know, getting promoted to general and the chief of staff of everything. But the way the story is told is like you was walking hand in hand. And I think that's what I'm trying to do is tell the story um, where you can, it's like we're walking there together, right? If that makes sense. And I know what my story is. I can kind of go on and on. And I try to, I think I dig sometimes too deep when I'm telling the story, but I want people to understand the reason of their, the thinking of it, the reasons why. This took place. This is what I was wearing. This is the situation I was in. Was it fun? Was it negative? Was it positive? Did I learn anything from it? What did I gain from it? How can I be a testimony to other people with the test I went through? So that's what it's all about with telling the story. And I think that's probably why I picked it as number three. Because that's at the end of the day, this is all I want. I want you, I want to tell the story of the negatives in my life. I want to tell the stories of the positives in my life. Um, and how can that help someone where to the point where someone can listen to this nomad cast and then like, Oh man, I didn't think of it that way. Oh man. I remember I went through this at the end of the day. We all want to tell a story that's relatable to others, or it may be something where a family member has done this. And I know 90% of my stories are military based. I mean, it is what it is. That's been, you know, half my life. So I have to tell those stories because that's my story, right? So that's my telling the story. And the last one is challenging myself. And I think you can wrap all three of those into one, uh, with challenging myself. I knew with all my stories and everything that I'm talking about, I'm putting myself out there on front street, as we used to say, I don't know if the younger folks are still saying that. But, you know, we put ourselves, I put myself out there on front street with telling my stories and being vulnerable, right? Being vulnerable with my stories, being transparent, where it's easy for someone to come in the comments and judge me. Oh, you, why was you like this? Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, this and that and the third. So I don't have a problem with that. I've never been 
the type of person to shy away from negative comments. I've never been the type of person to shy away from adversity. I'm a head on type dude. I, I grow through it. I bust through it. And we see what happened. What's the end result. But I knew this was a perfect opportunity to challenge myself and get in this story out and prepping my material and make sure visually I looked appealing in terms of lighting and all that. And this has been a great challenge. I'm enjoying it. Um, and so it's been some days where I'm like, man, why am I even doing this? I should just take a nap all day, but I've been challenged with this, this nomad cast. Cause now I feel guilty if I don't record now, I know I don't record on Fridays cause I usually kind of take that day to kind of, you know, see, see what the analytics is and everything from YouTube and all the uh, audio sites. Um, but I, I look at this and I tell myself, I think I'm doing something great because people out there telling stories that's not being heard. And if I go continue to do this, someone's going to hear my story. Someone's going to, to like this story. And more importantly, someone's going to learn from this story for everything that I'm doing here. And I think to me, that is a great challenge. And that's an opportunity. I'm not willing to give up at this point. So I don't know how long I'm going to do this. Um, but for right now, at this moment, I'm enjoying it. And that's a challenge to continue to, you know, no matter what you got to go do during the day, all these VA appointments, if I got to go to the store, it is a challenge sometimes to get to come down here with the material and record because, you know, I'm relying on internet. I'm relying on a computer. I'm relying on the speaker. I'm relying on my monitors. What happens if I don't feel well? What happens if the monitor decides it doesn't want to work? What happens if all the, the websites crash? What happens if the internet crashes? So I'm relying on that. And that's a challenge in itself. It's just like we all go through these challenges, not trying to make this more than what people are really going through, but just in the context of podcasting, this has been, I can't rank this as with my other challenges in life. Cause other ones was, you know, it was different, but post retirement, this has probably been one of the biggest challenges to be able to talk about my story, to be transparent. Like I stated before and trying to be that ray of hope for somebody. I just want someone when they listen to this nomad cast, the 30, 40 minutes I have along the episodes are the biggest takeaway is, Hmm. I didn't think of it that way. Oh man. I remember that. If so, if I can get someone to say, Hmm, I didn't think of it that way. That's perfect for me. Or if I tell a story and someone is inspired by the story, that's a challenge to be able to do that. So when I talk about all these things I just mentioned, I think to surmise everything, this is, I'm challenging myself and this is every day is a challenge instead of just, you know, saying stuff and just going through the motions. I hope you guys see the work that's being, you know, that's involved with this. And cause I tell you, it's sometimes where it can get stressful, you know, you record and then YouTube is slow and, you're doing all the edits and the color's not right and the audio's not right and the microphone. So there's so many things I've had to learn. Uh, again, going back to skill development, learning how I can't have other things on in my office while the microphone's on because it picks up an echo. So there's been times I'm like, man, why is there an echo? 
So just figuring little things out. Um, and that's challenging yourself, you know, get to the point where you're not becoming an expert, but you're starting to figure things out quickly rather than going through the pain of, you know, taking days to figure something out. So this is definitely something I'm, I'm loving. I'm looking forward to, uh, as we move on initially, what I said, I want to do this for a year just to kind of see how it looks, see how the numbers look. Cause that's going to define a lot of this as well. Um, yeah, man. So this is, this is fun. I kind of want to just, you know, again, be transparent here talking on the Tuesday, talking about the reasons why I started this podcast. Again, the reason number one was a post retirement opportunity. The second one was skill development. The third was, I just want to tell a story and four, just challenging myself every day is a challenge, man. So I'm loving it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Cause this is fun. This is, it's work involved as I already stated, but this is fun, man, to be able to kind of just come down here and do my work. And I, one thing I'm, I'm black, I'm thankful that we have the resources to purchase microphones, to purchase the cameras and all this freaking studio lighting and all this other stuff to be able to enhance this message, to be able to facilitate this message. And more importantly, doing all that so you can remember the message. And I think that has to be probably the, the t biggest takeaway. Did someone remember? Did someone, you know, not just like it, but they, did they remember what was being talked about here on the podcast? on the nomad cast. I keep saying podcast, but, um, and one re one thing I want to say before I let you guys go, the reason I named it trust and believe because people know me in the military, especially as I moved up to E seven, E eight. Uh, I used to always say trust and believe, you know, da 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 trust and believe. So I was like, why not freaking just make it the trust and believe. Uh, originally it was going to be the trust and believe podcast, but I was like, no, nah, cause everyone, that's like the common nomenclature podcast nomad. We've been moving around all these years. Cause that's the definition of a nomad and nomad is my first name spelled backwards. So it could have been the trust and believe Damon cast, but I like the trust and believe nomad cast. It's just something about that. So again, I just continue to hope this channel grows. I'm going to continue to put out the best content that I can Monday through Thursdays. And, uh, Let's just see where it go, man. Thank you guys for being on the ride with me. You know, some of the rides are bumpy. Some of the rides are smooth. Sometimes we get on the interstate. Sometimes we get on the dirt road. Sometimes the car doesn't, uh, it doesn't have a loud engine. Sometimes the engine is loud. So again, as long as you guys enjoying it, enjoying the content and you long for the ride, I continue to do what I need to do to facilitate this message and get this message across. So we all can learn, not just y'all, but me as well. Cause I learn every day doing this, even like with yesterday with the whole daylight savings time. I didn't even know the origin was in Canada and the Germans used it. Uh, I thought it was about the farmer. So it's a learning, it's a teaching tool. And I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of learning. I'm definitely an advocate of teaching. So I appreciate everything that you guys are doing, not only in your lives, but people that you're influencing as well. Cause I'm definitely influenced by y'all. So appreciate it. So tomorrow, um, it's going to be way back Wednesday. So I'm gonna tell a story about way back Wednesday. And then, uh, 
We'll keep on keeping on. So appreciate everything. Be safe, y'all. Be sound. Again, I hope today is better than your yesterday. All right? Stay, stay focused. Stay positive. Continue to bring the energy and do the things you need to do to be successful. Peace. And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby.